and her style. She's look how she's dressed. <laughs> I look like shit. I'm <laughs> no, you're wearing a girls with balls shirt. What are you talking yeah, about? Yes, 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 That's the most fashionista <laughs> thing. Now we're gonna go into trend. LA, New York, everybody, Lisbon. Guys, you're gonna hate me, but I'm gonna have to get off this chair because the phone doesn't stop ringing because no, I do have to go just, to the airport. Yeah, no, no. Welcome to this new episode of the Zing, all our community. Thank you for making this podcast your favorite podcast in all the platforms. You listen to the Zing, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see a little bit more of what we are creating, these narratives and these conversations. And if you find some value, please share it, give some love, subscribe, and put a lot of hearts. Today, I am very, very happy. We're closing almost the end of the year, and uh, I have a friend. And it's funny how you say friends when you meet them for one minute in one dinner party and you click. She is a trailblazer, the most wanted person in every party event, the best friend you want to have to give you some advice and taste and fashion and and interior design and obviously if you also want to have a person who's witty and her sense of humor is so fantastic she is a worldwide multicultural phenomenon she's a woman but now i have her here at the zing with all g filipa labreo welcome to our podcast and thank you for being here she's in miami she came to miami for a very specific reason no to see you (laughs) (laughs) Mírala, tremenda esta mujer, tremenda. No, she, she, besides being a mother, uh, an incredible businesswoman, she is actually able to manage and to be always ahead of everything that, uh, that you can promote and in, in, in people's well-being, no? In, in uh, having a beautiful house, having a beautiful uh, everything. So she came to Miami because she's doing also, with her curation, yeah. these amazing trunk shows. So, well, thank you for these very kind but very unrealistic words. And she's wearing a, a Girls With Balls shirt. Yes, um, I wish I looked better today, but hey, I'm off to the airport. So, um, like I said, thank you for the kind, but really unrealistic words. But um, yeah, so I'm here in Miami because we just did um, a multi-brand pop-up in Palm Beach, mm-hmm. where we bring a whole series of brands, whether they're from you know, women's wear or home or children or stationery or accessories, gifts, and we bring them together under one roof. The only criteria is that I have to like them and they have to be brands that sort of sit well together and that, they, you know, together they create a world that, well, I like. Um, this sort of started, but it sort of in the middle, I had this idea in the middle of COVID where I was in Portugal and we were in total lockdown for about, well, a year and a bit. Um, you know, we had some moments of freedom and then we'd go back down to lockdown and, and not a lot of things were happening and obviously the fashion industry 
was highly affected because the last thing that you wanted to buy was you know a dress or something that you really mm -hmm. didn't need because where were you going to go and there are a lot of young designers and artisans and old artisans and new artisans and new brands that really suffered you know this really had a domino effect it's not just about what about you needing an, another dress because ultimately we need nothing mm. um but it's the domino effect that that has, that there are hundreds and thousands and millions of people that need you to buy that dress because they need to feed their families. So it's you know about the people that work in the shop, the retail assistants. It's about the managers and the CEOs to the guys that work in warehouses. It's about the factory workers. It's about the embroiders. It's about the families of the embroiderers. So it was like, well, what can we do? You know, retail stores were closing up and down the country and the world. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, well, let me try. You know, let me bring some brands together in Portugal and see how that works. And it will be something very small. And we took a hotel room and I invited the brands and they jumped on board, which I was really surprised. And it did super well. So we did it again and we did it again. And then this year we decided, well, let's go. Listen, I'm a gypsy at heart. I lived in five, six countries. My parents changed countries every five to six years. I don't know how to live any other way. <laughs> so it was like, let's pack our bags and take this on the road. This woman speaks five languages, but she's so full of... I wish that in this 20 minutes or that we are able to, to, to explore all the facets and all the faces of your personality mm -hmm. and I think we're going to have to have many other turns and many other conversations with Filipa but um, so how did this all started where did that eye of curating or that interest in taste and interior because you actually you said that you think it's fashion but you're but it's actually much more I actually she, much love much more interiors I don't know where it all started. How I mean, can you combine I, all these things I don't together? know. I don't... I was about to rent her apartment in Lisbon when I met her <laughs> during lockdown. We sat on the dinner, and that was the first time, and yeah. this is the second time I'm well, seeing her. No, third time. Third we had time. dinner the other night. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the third time I'm seeing her. <laughs> I don't know where it started, but I will tell you this. Um... I was married and um, for many years, and I, I had my first child when I was really young. I was 26, and um, and I became a very devoted mother and, and and wife, and I was always very proud of that. And um, and then the marriage didn't. I'm not going to say it didn't work out because I don't believe things that don't work out. I don't believe that marriage. If you know, if you get divorced, that's considered a failure. I just think it was that chapter, and then I had to move on to another. And one of the things that I realized, it, no, wrong. One of the things that I had to do, I had to reinvent myself because all of a sudden I mm -hmm. found myself with three children alone in a very different financial situation that I was, you know, when I was married. Um, and I, I didn't have a choice, right? And there is also this a wonderful quote, and I don't know who said it, it says, you know, you never realize how strong you are until you have to be strong. So it was like, okay, I had 9,000 euros to my name and three children, and <laughs> I didn't have enough money to drop dead. You know what I mean? It was like, what am I going to do? And I took all of it and bought myself a ticket to India because I love India and I've been working in India for a long time. And I spent all that money buying things that I loved. 
and I walked, obviously I couldn't buy a lot, but, um, and I walked into a jeweler that I had bought many things from throughout the years when I was married, and he was so happy to see me, and I said, look, very different situation, I'm not coming <laughs> to buy anything this time, and he goes, don't worry, just look. So I was looking, and he's like, well, what would you like? I'm like, well, I would have bought this one if I could, and I would have taken this one. And he goes, and if you were selling it, I'm like, well, I would have you know, chose this, and I would have curated that with that. And, da, da, da. and at the end, about a sort of an hour and a half, where I was being very clear that I didn't have any money, that I couldn't you know, buy anything, he gave me all the jewelry in a supermarket bag, in a plastic bag, and says, take it. <laughs> I'm like, what? He goes, take it. Take it, take it back home, sell it. You'll be back. And I'm like, how do you know I'm not going to run away with this? He goes, because everyone deserves a second chance. You'll sell it all, you'll be back, you'll pay me, and you'll buy more, and we'll start a business. And I just remember walking out of that jewelry store crying, going, it's, I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure it out. And the idea of these curated bazaars started from that. In the meantime, I was, I was friends with Tori Birch, and I had worked for her some years before, and I sent her, you know, one of those very generic emails that you send everyone, hi, I'm leaving the company, and it was great, and I hope to see you all again soon, and do connect. And, and she sent me an email back going, so does that mean you're free? I'm like, yes. She goes, can you fly to New York next week? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I did, and she offered me a job on the spot. And what I can never forget about her was, um, I said to her, look, I have three children, and they're in Portugal, and my ex-husband won't let me take them out of the country for obvious reasons. She goes, well, you'll have to commute. That's a very big commute. She yes, goes, well, we'll make it happen. <laughs> and we did. And she was one of the first who, who really believed in me as a um, single mother and, you know, just gave me all this sort of opportunity to, to be able to do it on my own. And like I said, I don't think my first marriage was a failure. It was just an end of a chapter. And then I started a second one. And the second one was very much mine. Yeah, yeah. She has a Brady Bunch. Yes, no, She's with Antonio, who's my rival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great guy. I've never met him in my life, but he's a very funny guy. But the beauty of what you're saying and your story, it's about also for, we have 76% women. It's our, our audience mm. here in, in the Zing. And um, I think sometimes we feel so lonely and we don't feel that we have the sorority or the support of other I women. I feel that all the time, even and, now. And what you're telling the story with Tori and you, it's something that it's, it's amazing. It's oh, a, of course. It's about supporting women and women being in a position of, uh, of, of business and in power. And even if you feel like you only have 9,000 euros and three kids and you have to support that, we go through so much. I'm not a mother, but... Uh. Oh, I agree. And, you know, I never thought about it. I, and I, I was thinking about it since we spoke. Was it yesterday or the day before? And I was like, oh, my God, what on earth am I going to talk about? And then I thought, you know, I could sit here and talk about all these wonderful things that have to do with design and fashion, and, and, and that's great, and we can. But actually, if there's one message that I really want to relay to the world, I mean, I have been really high and really low. And, um, and I've had to reinvent myself over and over again. And, you know, you get to a certain age, especially after your 40s, where you think, really, again? I mm -hmm. thought I'd be, you know, stable by stable now, that I would be. Um, and there are moments where I thought, I don't know how to pull this off. And I know many women 
And by the way, I, I am a Catholic. I'm not an advocate for, for, for divorce, but uh, and in an ideal world, none of us would. But uh, if, if, if it needs to be, it needs to be. And um, I found that there was, oh, as cheesy as this is going to sound, but an <laughs> invincible summer within me, you know? I never thought that I could until I had to. And then when you get to the other side, you're like, really? I can? This exists in me? And it went to prove one thing, that if tomorrow I need to pull my sleeves up and wash floors, I can. You know, I really can. I can do it all. And, I c and I'm not saying it's easy, and I'm not saying that there are moments where you just want to give up, and I'm not saying that moments where you think, I really can't get out of it. But somehow you do, you know. I found myself, like I said, in India, in the middle of the desert, spending the last penny I had and, and, and bringing back to, to Portugal and starting the curated bazaars. And, and here we are six years later. You know, we're doing them in Madrid at the Four Seasons. We're doing them in Lisbon. We're doing them in Palm Beach. We're going to South America very soon. We're going to do it in Venezuela. I mean, Mexico, they're Colombia. traveling parallel to that. You know, I, I'm now the but brand you know ambassador for Tori. No, and uh, you're a businesswoman, but you're also the coolest and the biggest asset. So yesterday I was talking to some friends. I was like, no, Filipa, they're like, she is the most wanted person in any place. I don't know why, though, and I'm not, this is bullshit, but... Um, I know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but, <laughs> but you have, how, like, you've created this... Um, uh, inspiration for so many women I don't, uh, listen, I don't with think your it's taste fair. with your life with you with everything because and then she has an incredible sense of humor so there have been tough times but you've been able to and we are all, all labeled as she said we We're don't know how strong we are until we, until have, we to. have to like until we have no choice so you have no choice and go for it and um, and that's beautiful because sometimes women, I think they, they we we stay so grounded and and um, like silent. Listen, there's two things I've learned. One is that I need to be grounded because I need peace. I'm actually a hermit in my private life. It's mm -hmm. one thing when I'm putting a hat on to be very social for work, but then the moment work's over, it's I want my three, four close friends, and that has nothing to do with how long I've known them. It's just people that I connect with. I want my family. I'm in there. I want my family, I want my children, and I need silence. But um, one thing that I have learned is that I need that grounding. But then there is something, and that's me, and I'm not saying it's right, but I jump and I ask questions later. But that I've learned lately. Somehow things do work out. A, I believe in God. Profoundly believe yeah, in yeah, God. Yeah, Regardless of whether it's through religion or not, you know, an established conformer, sure. I believe in God and I believe in, in his existence in me, through me and around me. And I have faith in that. Even if I question, I don't understand it a lot of the times. B, I'm beginning to believe in myself and I'm 45. Just beginning. So listen. Beginning, but very slowly. How is it that you started believing in yourself? Why? What is the thing that started? giving you the self-confidence to believe in yourself people like you people like you coming up to me and saying but i think you're great and i'm like why the fuck would you say Man, that you have a social media my mom was like are you friends of filipa like my mom my mom was like i'm gonna go have dinner with my friend filipa and she's like are you friends of filipa Social media. never thought you were friends of filipa like they know 
But even yeah, uh, social media means nothing. I actually had a. a but you're really good at social media. I'm listen. What <laughs> I do with social media is two things, and I had a big conversation about that with my shrink a couple of days ago. Was about this sort of like new phenomenon. I don't have a million followers, but I have some pre-invested followers. And and I real and what I do through social media, I literally share things that I like, you know, whether it's other people's work, other people's interior spaces, other people's clothes, whether it's I'm obviously a narcissist because there's more pictures of myself <laughs> than anything else. Um, and you know, and I, I do very little of my children simply because they won't allow me. But I was thinking the other day, and, and like I said, I had this conversation with my shrink. Was like, look, if if this is becoming something, then it has to become something with intent. Right? I mean, there has to be, if I'm telling something to the world, uh, at least let's do it for good. And not everyone's going to like me, and they don't have to. And not everyone is going to agree, and that's fine. They don't have to. The only thing I don't tolerate, and that I do become of a dictator on my own page, is don't be mean, don't be rude, don't be racist, don't be this, because then you're out. That, that I'm not interested in. Uh, but your own opinions, absolutely, and they don't have to agree with mine. Um, sometimes I'm political, sometimes I'm not. Um, but she loves soccer. And we're going to fire the technical director from the Portugal team. We are. <laughs> <laughs> She's not political. But um, I, listen, uh, I think she manages the social media with her wit and with your humor and with an incredible sense of putting together a style and taste that... Where do you got that from? Was that like what are the what are the dos and don'ts in 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 putting things I don't together? have dos and don'ts. I only have one don't. Don't do anything pretentiously and don't do anything to try and copy someone else or to be something you're not, you know? I'm always about mixing everything, whether it's at home or, or what you wear. You can't get it wrong. I mean, after all, it's just clothes. It's just fabric. If you get it wrong, who cares? Change it up again exactly. tomorrow. You know? So if you go tomorrow to a dinner, I like the richest Russian guy, and then it's all gold or whatever, but it has no essence. You put a spirit every time you put a, a room, a table, a curation of one of your pop-ups. Uh, but yes, that's like, how, how do you do that from the heart? You... Br you just when do you look into any of this, um, either it's high quality or artificial. It has nothing to do. Well, high quality, yes, but it has nothing to do with money. I mean, the people that I most admire, whether they're um, interior designers or fashion designers or fashionistas or whatever it is that you want to call them, the people I most admire from an aesthetic mm -hmm. point of view, more times than not, they're wearing a simple white T-shirt and a pair of jeans. It has nothing to do with it. I think it has to do with you, something inside of each person. And I don't know what it is. I don't know how to put the finger in it. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I hate when people go, "Oh, they have that certain je ne sais quoi." That's so pretentious. We all have a certain je ne sais quoi, um, but it's something that just—that's um, what could be more elegant than a simple wooden table with a white plate on a side of a beach of a taverna in Greece. I can't think of anything more elegant than that, you Let's know? Let's go. I feel like summer, and it's Christmas. <laughs> but, but, I mean, I can't think of anything more elegant. Or, or you know, a, a, a simple wooden table with, 
you know, in the in the countryside. It's simplicity, you know, that also that brings. There is, a, a, you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine, and I hadn't thought about it, and and he really hit the nail on the head. It, we were talking about this designer called um, Vorvust. I can never say his name. Axel Vorvust. Vorvust. Is that how it? I can never say it. And we're saying, what it is it about him that makes it so incredible? And some of his works are so simple, and you see some of the houses, it's literally one table, one branch, and one stone, one pebble. And it's perfection. And here is this guy who has simply, in his career, reached so high, he has worked with the best designers, the best manufacturers, done the most incredible houses, you know, limitless budgets. He has done it all. And when you go that high, where do you go from that? And it's when someone reaches so high that then they realize that the beauty's in a branch, in one wooden table. And I am far away from that, you know. I'm still at the heels of this guy. But I'm, I'm learning, you know. And, and, and he, he really teaches that. And people like him really teach that, that it's actually this, the, the branch, that the beauty and the perfection and then nirvana is in something as simple as that. But often we need to go all the way somewhere else to then come back to the roots. You know what I mean? Yes, but she talked about nirvana and she talks about these peaks, like if it, were, if it was Wall Street. But she is the most um, uh, wanted person in, in a business, in a dinner table, mm-hmm. in a party, which I never as go a to. As a friend, in a dinner party, in a business, and in a family. How do you actually manage the corporate world and the, the social world and the marketing world? Okay. Is it like, is there a psychology? Because not everybody, because maybe this guy, Buddha, is like, he's not very much with the social world and you are actually able to connect with people like me in a dinner in a dinner that we sat together and I fell in love with her and here we are two years later but you manage the corporate world she's the CEO of Tory Birch another one no. bueno, ambassador and I'm brand the ambassador god for no 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 but Tory you did, is the CEO you did of Tory. the director I was no I was um so I was w- one of the directors uh, of design for Tori, so I did everything so that came I out of So I exaggerate things. But um, the point is that she has been able to manage corporate world, social world, uh, and artisanals and artists' world. How do I manage that? How, no, like, how well, do you there have were different connection ti- with like, There were different times of, of my life, first of all. They were not all at the same time. I have to say that in the social part... I'm not very social, so I don't go out very much, and 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 my husband will testify to that. Um, it's just that when I do, I'm, people remember that, but I don't actually on a day-to-day life. I'm mostly at home, um, and that's where I like to be. She has five children. Yeah, and I'm always quite tired. Actually, how do you manage five fucking children? I love being a mom, a and bunch, I mean, the Brady two bunch. of them are my. Two of them are my stepchildren, and three are mine, and I love them equally, funnily enough. I, I genuinely How? love being a mum. First of all, I live with them, right? So it's very different. And two, you know, I don't know. I got, first of all, A, I got lucky, 
first and foremost because they, they love you they, I, they I hope like so poison you <laughs> i hope no no i think they love me and i love and why them do back. they live with the father so they do half the time with the mother half the time okay. with us um but we get to see them most times anyway um and then my children same but there's always kids i i like big families i like the noise i like being there for them i like taking care of them even though they don't let me anymore because they're all teenagers and you know you sit They're here and you sing my them. but I have to tell you you sit here and sing my praises all five would highly disagree with you they think I'm the dumbest most embarrassing thing they've ever seen <laughs> I mean literally it's like can you pick me up but from the corner so nobody sees you but you know she loves my aunt Carolina Irving and Carolina came to Venezuela and lived with us with my, my mom and me and she would come to school to pick me up and I was so embarrassed oh, that she was talking to me. I was like, pick me up in the corner, please. Yeah, I, I, will, I'm going through that phase. She would laugh. Except when they want money. You know, mommy, I need 10 euros. Somehow then it's full <laughs> of love. Um, no, currently my husband and I, we are bank tellers, chauffeurs, nurses. <laughs> We're private everything for these kids in the hope that one day they'll grow up to be adults, move out, and actually, I don't know, be nice to us back. They'll maybe support you, maybe take care <laughs> of you. Anything. <laughs> my mom is, you're not going to have kids. They're, who's going to take care of you when you grow old? I'm going to have a lot of money and maybe have a butler. But. I, you know, I think one of the reasons why also I have so many kids is that I hope that at least one of them will want to take care of me when I'm yeah. older. You know, it's like a lottery thing. I'm it. just opening up my chance. <laughs> it's a lot of ego. <laughs> Look like me, take care of me. One, please, you know, don't all leave me in a home. Like someone come and see me once in a while. And then we saw Madoff, and the the kids are the ones who turn him into the FBI. Yeah, so. but I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> Madoff, so I don't think they'll have to turn me in. They're gonna turn her in. <laughs> all your jewelry. Any case, <laughs> they have nothing to inherit. The only thing they have, my children, at least my children, to inherit from me is a whole bunch of shoes in size thirty nine. Good a enough. couple of handbags. We're here it. in an art gallery, the Nader uh, Center, Gary Nader's Art Center. So imagine if you have all this art, what, what, what will you do with it? How do you... I would, uh, would open you, a gallery and live in it. I mean, and just literally. make it a museum. I, yeah, I like that idea. But, okay, so how selfish would it be that I would put some open to the public and some just for me? We have this here. So that room over there in the back, it's only his. Okay, so then, so then I'm not I'll so selfish. I'm not so selfish. You're not so selfish. People do that. And what, what do you think about like being with design and fashion and interior design? What do you think about art? Everything is but like everything's art, right? I mean, everything's mm -hmm. inspirational. Everything. Listen, you know, when you were asking the question, just to finish off what you were saying before about why I curate or how I curate or where does this come from, because I learn. And because I want to learn, and because I hope to learn till the day I die. In fact, I think the day that I die is the day that you stop me learning, and vice versa. Like, I'm, I'm open to, to everything. When it comes to art, I'm going to be truly very honest. I did art history and for a few years, and um, I, I feel very safe when we enter the old master's world. I feel very safe when you know we're into the renaissance and i feel safe almost all the way almost all the way to cubism the moment i get to contemporary art modern art which i don't know the difference between contemporary and modern to be honest um, I, you, I get lost yeah. i don't 
I don't understand a lot of it. I know what I like, I know what I don't like, but I don't understand it necessarily. And one of my best friends, who is a gallerist called Andre Viana from New York, who now moved to Portugal, he told me something a while ago. He goes, you don't have to understand it. Just feel it. And um, if it touches something, if you feel something, that's all you need. So that's my barometer now to modern contemporary, I don't know, art. I don't understand it. I can't tell you the names. I don't remember. I can't go to an opening, and I find it very pretentious when people are like, yada, yada, did you see his exhibition? No, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I know if I feel something, you know. I had never heard of Gromley before, and I went to the National, is it the National Gallery in England with Andre, and I, I, was, I left in tears, you know. I've been to see things that I'm sure everyone knows and talks about. I didn't know, and I walked in, and I was moved to tears, but I can't tell you why, and I can't tell you why this artist is going to be the next big thing, because I don't know. I just know what I feel when I react. What a beautiful fucking statement. Because you will never see anything in the New York Times that comes with art that doesn't come along attached with a price. And it's art is subjective. It's nothing that you have to know about. It's something that makes you feel. But I feel and very um, fish out of water in the contemporary art world because people seem to know so much and they seem to have the pa 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 and did you see and ta 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 I don't know. But it's like the Wall Street before made of, you know, and the point that they don't regulate anything on the prices of art. Every art gallerist, in a way, has to create themselves this persona to be so intellectually above you, to be able to sell you a piece of art in prices that are crazy. Crazy. So it's modern and contemporary, and you have all the artists that have been in Renaissance and this, and Picasso and Basquiat that you have no even idea how can it go into an auction and, and something and, and, that is and reach the, the guy died poor yeah. Yeah, the guy died poor with no not one penny nobody admiring his art and all of a sudden people are just like paying yeah. 40 and 125 million dollars and it's all about the money and the speculation but it's done no problem it's the sound, and it will be here. She's very requested. She needs no, to go it's just that I'm actually right leaving now. to the airport, and, and I think that she needs to go to the airport. airport. I'm going to have to take her in a helicopter. But um, I, it's such an honor to have you here on the on on uh, on the Zing in our podcast. And um, it's about to be Christmas, and not only about art, but about her essence as a woman and her style. She's look. How she's dressed. <laughs> I look like shit. <laughs> no, you're wearing your girls with balls shirt. What are you talking yeah, about? Yes, <laughs> That's the most fashionista <laughs> thing. Now we're gonna go into trend. LA, New York, everybody, Lisbon. Guys, you're gonna hate me, but I'm gonna have to get off this chair because the phone doesn't stop ringing because no, I do have to go just, to the airport. No, 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 you're gonna go to the airport. Thank you very much. Filipa Abreu here with us at the Zing, and we're going to go for the exclusive contest with really 10 very fast questions in the power okay. thing. Thank you for listening to the Zing. Tune in, subscribe, and uh, give some love. And if you find some value in this conversation, she's leaving, but come on, request it. Share it. Okay.